Frank? Yeah, kid. What's the weirdest thing you've ever saw in here? Kid, I have seen weird things come and I have seen weird things go. But the weirdest thing I ever saw... Let me ask you a question, kid. Did you see that movie, Night of the Living Dead? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one where the corpses start eating the pupil, right? Sure. What, what about it? Did you know that movie was based on a true case? That's not possible. I mean, they showed zombies taking over the world. They changed it all around. What really happened was, back in 1969 in Pittsburgh at the VA hospital, there was a chemical spill and all that stuff kind of leaked down into the morgue and it made all the dead bodies kind of jump around as though it was alive. What chemical? Two, four, five trans, and it's called. So what really happened? They closed it all down, see? And the army shipped all that contaminated dirt and all those dead bodies out. And they kept it a secret. So how come you know about it? What typical army fuck up? The transportation department got the orders crossed. who cremate rabid weasels uh ernie uh i've got to tell you uh, there aren't really any weasels in the bags yeah bud <laughs> and i'm your host tonight hoss puma um <laughs> the herbal enchanter and the uh the guy who's from down south instead of up north whatever that means fuck it i'm from the fuck deep it. south <laughs> and tonight i'm joined by he's usually Mr. Natterdays, but tonight he's missed the fucking party time. Tonight I am Sergeant Jefferson at the 42nd Mobile Artillery, and I'm ready oh. to party and <laughs> fuck shit up. <laughs> and we've got my my, my uh, large counterpart. Uh, <laughs> the big large old, counterpart. That big old Yankee over there from the Midwest. Boss Tuna from the Joe Blow Horror Show. How you doing there, bud? Yeah, bud. I just want you kuyans to know, you think this is a fucking costume? This is a way of life, bud. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, bud. What's All up, fellas? Fun. What's yeah, up, bud? Well, tonight, I'm, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm excited, as, as always. I'm always excited to do this. But we've already shown our hands on Undead Krusties. We pretty much said every movie in our zombie list was a 10 out of 10. So this might be the first time 
where we can all say that the film we're going to discuss tonight, it's just, it's a 10, right? Round, round table 10 right here. I was actually going to come in a little bit lower than that, but thanks for bringing that up. I was thinking more of like a 9.99. Oh, fucking hell. I want to hear the 0.001% problem you have with this movie. A nine and 15. Because Linnea Quigley had no bush. They took it out. The producers fucked it all up. That's why. They fucked it up bad. Yeah. They made her wear that plastic plaster Barbie doll thing. Yeah. Yeah. They were like, no, that's too much. Second thought, that's too much vagina. I could have swore that I read somewhere that there are a few shots that they didn't put that shit on her, that you could see those lips. Lips. I don't know if you could see him watching on your cell phone, but on my Blu-ray, I probably could have. Dude, I think I saw some lips. You might have. Why are you bringing up my cell phone movie watching shit? The audience because we want we crap. want David Lynch to to tweet about you or something. I don't know. I, I hashtag hashtag Travis Boone is uh, not a cinephile. <laughs> Hash, hashtag hashtag cell, cell phone viewer. <laughs> I want to explain this to any listeners out there. Hey, I was talking to Ricky before the show. We've been getting bombarded on social media, uh, specifically. <laughs> what? What? I just like the way you said bombarded. Well, for us, I mean, because nor- normally, I mean, 15 likes for objectively, a high, right? But it's it's like lately, it's been 20s, 30s, 40s. Yeah, uh, not 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 every post, yeah, but, but but quite a few. It makes me happy, and more people are commenting lately so yeah but i i think i think it's because tonight we're gonna cover a fucking awesome movie it's fucking right oh dude what was my original point party time (laughs) excellent yeah i'm on that i'm just glad it's my (laughs) second time on with you guys and we're talking about zombies again i i I absolutely love it yeah who's who's got the record for most guest spots right now Jared. That would be Jarek at the moment. The, yeah. Our beloved, our beloved favorite special guest, Jarek. You're yeah. closing in at second. Yeah. yeah. Well, well. Actually, well, no. Actually, he, he's, he's tied with. He's oh, tied oh, with. Cut, cut that. Cut that. No. Oh, no, no, no. That's right. That's not out yet. Yeah, you're in. You're second, bro. <laughs> I listened what? to that last episode with with Jarek, and he was talking some mad shit that he was, yeah. you know, the fan favorite. And um. I think someone needs to put him in his place. And you want to fight him? I just got. I got something. Oh, I got something I want to say to this, Mister Jarek Tibbett. <clears throat> oh, nice. One cell. Is this on? <laughs> Yo, Jimmy, hit me with that triple H. Mr. Jared Thibodeau, you listen here, brother. You fucking that shit on this show. I'm gonna take your bass guitar, I'm gonna wrap it around your neck, and I'm gonna take your shit down your throat. Alright, brother, you listen here. I am the number one. I am the top of the mountain, Mount Olympus. I'm coming for you, brother. I'm coming for you. Top of the road, bubble drop. Ooh, yeah. Holy yes. shit. <laughs>
the fucking it's been oh my god it's thrown that's down that's amazing now. oh it's, yeah uh, beef, I, I, beef 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 that's it now we've got yes. we've got fucking our our guests or or, or infighting over yeah. who's the number one most beloved favorite special guest <laughs> this yep, is insane that, that's one title that 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 that's got my name on it Ooh, oh he's going for the title going title for the title match. I think we're gonna have to settle this at some point or another. Who Dude, knows? it's gonna be and we're gonna, gonna be a, it's and it's gotta be pay per view. Yeah, we're, we're gonna have and to. And Owen have Hart has to fall off the ceiling. If I don't, uh, if I don't get seventy thirty on that pay per view, uh, I'm out. I cannot believe what Ricky just. said. I didn't hear what he said. <laughs> I, said I said it's gotta be pay per view, and Owen Hart has to fall off the ceiling. <laughs> Dude, oh. I saw that live, bro. When Rikishi, I was a kid. Rikishi, it was so fucked up. Rikishi's gonna fucking come and just fucking rub his ass on you. <laughs> on, like, it, on it, on it, It's kind of amazing. His oh. big dimply butt. <laughs> mm. There's one thing I would not agree to do if I was a wrestler. Number and that's one, it would one be, of them. Yeah, that's one of them. I was gonna say number one, it would be heights. Number two, yeah. it would be Rikishi, Rikishi's uh, ass face maneuver. I don't remember what he called it, but. Yeah. It's terrible. My <laughs> God. It's going to have you're, to be attacked. You're, you're a soldier if you do it. I'm not a soldier. That's not happening. No, not I'm gangster not, enough. I don't, I don't want to smell that. Soldier crap. boy? Soldier no. boy, tell him. It's too late. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't, even, don't even get started with that. Right. You'd have to do a tag team match, man, because Ricky brought Jarek to the fold, and I'm your co-host on joe blow horror show so i, I have to be in your you'll just ride on my shoulders like like um thunder beyond thunderdome and, and we'll just be on <laughs> we'll be unstoppable we'll be like fucking cosmic michael myers oh shit Halloween kills yeah if if, if jarek if jarek like looks like he's gonna win then travis will be like stop he has the mind of a child <laughs> <laughs> look at him you can't hurt him. I don't even remember what he actually says, but I just remember like something like that. Yeah, it was, it was something like that. He's like, he has the mind of a child. He's a sweet boy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I should be laughing or be like, wait, what? Right. <laughs> it's so, okay. Yeah. I have the mind of a child too. So it's, it's, I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> yeah, you were farting and giggling at the same time a minute ago. So uh, it's like Peter Griffin in the bathtub over here. oh yeah (laughs) so yeah listeners go back and check out uh what is it episode uh, i lose track of the numbers but it's undead crusties it's the well episode 30 is none of this matters that technically is not a guest spot from boss tuna that's a crossover podcast so i'm saying all this because for the uninitiated anyone new to the show Boss Tuna is the world's the biggest zombie nerd. Check my he credentials. Will, he will watch oh, if it don't lie. anything zombie. <laughs> from the he depth, got his certs, ma. From the depths of Tubi and Amazon, he goes down deep below the dark waters in the well and finds the trashiest, shittiest zombie movies possible. I slum it up for you guys. I slum it up for you guys. Slaying Drake. And- What's the... And- What's the worst zombie movie you've ever seen, hands down, worst? Like, not even good to watch because it's so bad. You're like, this is fucking terrible. Right. So, like, I that's don't kind of a loaded this. question. 
but it's funny because it, it's it's actually really funny because there's another podcast I I listen to, and I I'll 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 put this on their feed. It's a zombie podcast, and they talked about this movie. And well, long story short, Gallo Walkers. It's got Wesley Snipes. It's probably not the worst worst, but for the fact that it's got Wesley Snipes on it and it's so bad that I don't even think they could sell it to fucking sci-fi. It's, it's bad. It's bad. You know, there, there are worse ones. If you can go on Amazon prime and find, you know, videos that people made in college that are uploaded on there, but something that's got Wesley Snipes on it and has a little bit of production value. That's that bad. Yeah. It's not good. That's, yeah, that's, that's just one that hops that pops out right away is Gala Walkers with Wesley Snipes. When I was trying to dive more into like Western horror, because at one point I was really like, holy fuck, I need more Western horror in my life. I added that to the watch list. I think I got like five minutes in and decided to go watch something else. Yep. Shout out <laughs> shout out to uh, The Pale Door, which made uh, Boss Tuna and mine's top 20 of 2020 list. Yeah. Yep. It was very high. That might have been my second or third, if I remember correctly. We've already got our um, top favorite zombie films, as I mentioned already. And yeah, tongue-in-cheek, silly-ass jokes aside, again, I, th- I think we're all confident here that this movie is, is the best. Confidant. The masterpiece. And I'll tell you what, maybe it's just because Tibu and I just got done with our Summer of the Dead series, but good God, was this a breath of fresh air. And there was something I said controversial that I'm wondering if I should bring up. You should. Okay. You should. Okay. Listen, before I want to, I want to preface what you're going to say, cause I know what, where you're going with this. Yep. Yep. And I never told you, but this is the reason that it made me think of that. So I can kind of, okay. So John, John Russo. All right. Uh, I think he wrote the original. Did he not? With uh, Romero, the 68. Yeah. With Romero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I will we can get into it more later, but I'll say I see your point more in that context of what you're going to say. But let me let me preface this. So on the Joe Blow Horror Show, we've been doing the Summer of the Dead series featuring all of the zombie movies by master George A. Romero. I was um, I was very excited to do this because there were some movies from the of the dead series I had not seen, mostly the latter half. But I've come out loving every movie. Every single movie uh, I, I've got love for. So go listen to that for deep dives. But I want to ask if if we could do a slight, and maybe this could be a Joe Blow thing, or maybe we could do it tonight after the, the, the midnight ritual. Um, I would like to do a slight retrospective of the series and maybe rank them. That would be fun to me. I might have to think on that, actually. Because it's it's funny, if you asked me that before we started this, I would have been able to rattle them off, no question. Revisiting them all like we did, I think I'd have to shuffle some stuff around a little bit. Well, I know I know my ranking, so that that's why I would like to. I would kind of just like to maybe compare, contrast, and and talk about. I don't know. Maybe we did it enough on on Joe Blow uh, throughout the the run of the series. I think I think we might have talked about just. Well, it, may, it might be it. fun just doing some kind of ranking. If you want to do it at the end of tonight's show, just let me know. If not, we'll just save it for uh, Joe Blow. So there okay. you go, everybody. Now go ahead, give us give us this fucking controversial ass statement. 
so a little backstory. I think most of your listeners probably have heard the last episode I was on. I talked a little bit about this. Also, more context would be given if you check out the Summer of the Dead series. But as Tibu graciously said, I'm, I'm a huge zombie nerd. My love of horror literally started with George Romero, one of my all-time favorite directors. My all-time favorite movies are in his series. And the funny thing is, is I've never watched these movies with a critical eye. I watched them, you know, as a kid, just enjoying them for what they were. Big shout out to Joe Bob with uh, helping, you know, water and sow the seed uh, that's become this giant oak tree. And uh, I watched this movie this morning and I watched it again with the director's commentary and I messaged Travis and I said, you know what? George Romero really isn't that good of a writer. And I know that's very controversial, but I stand by it. I've had a lot of time to think about it. It, it what really kind of put it into perspective was how good this movie was. And this came out back in 19, what, 83, 85, 85. Yeah. Was it 85? Okay. Yeah. Uh, that's why, that's why I uh, filmed in 83 or something. Then 83, 84 released in 85. I thought I saw something like that. But that, that's, anyway. that's why Rickles kept going off on those uh, Undead Krusties about how 85 is the year for zombies. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Werewolves. Yeah. Yeah. I, so I guess my point with that was, is, is you know, it, it's funny. Travis was making the joke that George Romero towards the end, he was just old, man. He was old and tired. But <laughs> what I was thinking about... Even, you know, Day of the Dead, Dawn of the Dead, all of them, the writing really wasn't that good. And what really, really oh. got me and put into perspective. Oh, no. What really got me, put this into perspective was just this movie and, and how well, how well it, it all came together. A big thing, too, is with the jokes. George Romero always wanted to have some silliness and jokes in his movies. And a lot of it didn't necessarily work for me, but it did with this one. And again, this is coming right off the heels of diary of the dead and survival of the dead. So, you know, this movie is such a masterpiece that maybe a little of what I'm talking about has been soured by, you know, his not so good movies towards the end, but, you know, just thinking we always joked. And, and when we were reviewing those, we always joked about those cheesy one-liners that, you know, he would always leave. And at the time I can just see him like, Oh yeah, that was a really good one. You know, (laughs) and and, and, and he was fucking right. He was super proud. (laughs) They're just like us or just, you know, whatever those dumb fucking lines are. A lot of the dialogue was just atrocious. And I've got to, sorry, not sorry. I've got to stomp all over this shit because listen here, I, I disrespectfully disagree. You got him. You got him by the ass. Yeah, yeah man. man. Come on. Come on. Dude, that, I don't understand. Okay, listen. <laughs> Listeners, go check out this series on Joe Blow because it's going to be much more, especially the last episode. Um, well, second to last, Diary of the Dead. Oh, yeah. Buddy. Oh, yeah. Buddy. What you drinking? I am just going through cleaning out a fridge. And no, you know what? Fun. You know what? No, no. Shoot, shoot, shoot. We're going to the tavern at Castle Moonstone!
No, I um, I'm cleaning out my fridge, smashing through the rest. I think this is one of my last pumpkin beers. It's the old uh, Jack O' Latte. It's an it's a, a pumpkin coffee milk stout. Ooh. I've only got a couple left, and the the couple I have left are Imperials, and I might just let those marinate until next uh, next Halloween. Rickly, Rickly, what you, you drinking anything? I got the Natties, the Natter Days. You know me, King Gator. Fucking King Gator over there. On a Natter Day estate. Ooh, shit. I've got that Voodoo Ranger Imperial IPA again. What? Same old, same old. Been, li- been liking this IPA for several months now. So I'm about to pour me a very classy glass of um, Pennsylvania eggnog. I gotta make my homemade. I gotta make my homemade holiday nog this weekend. Hell yeah! That holiday nog cup. (laughs) Holiday nog slobbing. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Holiday nog slobbing episode title. Bam. You know what? (laughs) I think we just rolled a D twenty like this movie. It's a critical hit. And it's going to do a lot of damage, a lot of good damage. Yeah. I want to. I want to get back into this real quick before we move on to the midnight ritual. I, uh, in the Diary of the Dead episode, I've got a lot of. I guess me and Boss Tuna disagreed quite a bit on that episode, or didn't see things from the same perspective. Which is and, like really the first time in a long, long time mm-hmm. that we really, really disagreed. Yeah. And um, I, I, I enjoyed listening back to, to both of our points and, and how, just how we both feel about it. And for me and Ricky, I think, you know, he's the same way. We enjoy some silly shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, but the whole time I'm giving Diary of the Dead props uh, for, for a lot of what I, I – and, and so did Boss Tuna on this point that, as always with his social commentary, Romero was ahead of his time. So. What? Social commentary. Oh He's well, done. he yeah. don't do yeah. that. He, I'm sorry, he does not do that. Everyone, I'm wah, 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 uh-huh. no, but <clears throat> I don't, I don't see it the same way. And I'm not going to rehash it all. Go back and listen to our coverage of Diary of the Dead on Joe Blow Horror Show. But I don't see him. Yes, he's old and tired, but I think he's having a lot of fun. I think he just had he made his big statements. And the fact that you sit there and say, I can't believe you right now. I kind of don't believe you about dawn and day. You know that shit's great, dude. Okay, so so I want to be clear. I'm not taking anything away from my enjoyment and rating because I rated the first three of those a 10 and yeah, landed at really, an eight and a half. But do you really think that it's bad writing? I do. I, I Okay, so I would say the writing isn't is, – is, I don't know if bad is the term for those first three movies, but – I would say definite and even land, but I would say definitely diary and survival is bad writing. I, I wouldn't say bad, but I would say weak. I would say that that's, you know, I mean, if we were to. What rate, if it's more fuck it? I don't know. I mean, with all the interviews and, and commentaries so- and stuff I've seen, I feel like he does try to pour his heart and soul in there, but you know, and I brought this up on the diary episode that he, I don't think he has people telling him what necessarily works or doesn't work because if we look at other movies, you know, look at all of your other favorite franchises, whether it's in the Marvel universe or Friday the 13th, 
they're all a bunch of different people, different hands, you know, in the mix. Every one of these movies is George Romero written and directed by. Oh, so he doesn't I, have, I don't think for the most is. part, for the most part, but I mean, he, does, he, he doesn't have, have an executive. Exactly. He doesn't have an executive. I think kind of like Quentin Tarantino or Kevin Smith, these auteurs like a George Romero. Yeah. I think they do have one, two. I mean, like, like y'all, I talked to y'all about ideas and all kinds of the other night. Ooh. I was reading. Don't, don't let them peek behind the curtain, bro. Pay no attention to that man behind the curtain. The other night I was reading Ricky, the, uh, the new synopsis I wrote for the show. That's on the official website, which everyone out there, please go check out, uh, the nightclub.fireside.fm or don't. I- no, no, go check it out. I, I, I put in some effort. The header images for every episode is different and unique for that episode. Um, we've got a little bit of a blog going on. I would like to ramp that up, actually. But but if you just explore the website, there's cool things. If you listen to the show, I think you'll you'll be like, oh, look at this. It's kind of neat. Um, oof, what led me down that trail? I was reading Ricky the synopsis for, from the website. It's like we have these close people around us that we hey, what do you think about this type deal? Maybe not. Maybe he was one of those guys that was like, I wrote it. That's the way it is. I feel like the Coen brothers are like that. Like, I don't think they they ask anybody shit. I think they just ask each other and agree with each other constantly and just laugh behind the camera constantly. See, I mean, he probably has people that, that are in his ear. I mean, his wife, a lot of people don't know, his wife played a big role in, in all of this, all of these movies. But he had people with him along the way, Savini and, and Nicotero, that I think he trusted. But I think outside of those, you know, when, when you're in this tiny little small circle, you've got blinders on to, to everything else. So I think that towards the end, I mean, that might have worked at the times, but I think towards the end, you know, maybe he was just. The well was just oblivious. running drier. Well, yeah, and he's, he is kind of oblivious as far as you know, what's going to work or what's not going to work. And, and these, you know, these certain jokes or the comedic parts and whatnot. Are you, so, are you saying that Romero was doddering? Are you saying tired? old and tired, perhaps, like I've been saying? Yeah. Are you agreeing with me a little bit, Boss Tuna? No. I, okay. Look, I mean, look at Martin Scorsese is still pumping out fucking bangers and he's like 80 years old. Look at is Clint he- Eastwood. Is Martin Scorsese still pumping out bangers? The Irishman? Wasn't that just a year or two ago? I, I, I made it about 30 minutes in and got so bored. I turned it off. Oh, I love those movies. Clint Eastwood. I haven't seen the newest one, Cram Macho or whatever, but man, he's still pumping out some bangers and he's God almighty. I mean, he looks like he could have been a zombie in one of these movies. <laughs> he is a zombie. <laughs> he really is. He talks to chairs. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, I, I'll say this and then I'll give you the last word on this little debate. Romero, from from learning more about how he made films through doing this of the dead series i've come to appreciate him a lot his earlier works i always appreciated night of the living dead i respected dawn and now i've come around to love it day of the dead when i first saw that i was like this this is it man day of the dead i ranked higher in undead crusties than the movie we're going to talk about tonight the the effects in that movie is the there ri- food? <laughs> the writer. Excuse me. Excuse me. Now look how he says it twice. He's like, excuse me. Ex- excuse me. Because <laughs> Rhodes won't shut the fuck up. I haven't eaten. Is there food? 
You were supposed to be here at seven o'clock sharp, mister. I know. Sarah told me I'm sorry I couldn't break away. Is there food? Listen, egghead. Let me bring you up to date Excuse on what's me. been... Let Excuse me... Excuse me. Is there food? I'm running this monkey farm now, Frankenstein, and I want to know what the fuck you're doing with my time. I think the writing in that movie is, and the performances are just as good as tonight's film, not better, just as good because tonight's film, Rick, again, Ricky and I were talking pre-show and we were saying like every single line and moment of this movie is memorable. Every single one. It's, it's nonstop. Great. So I'm going to stop now, but I will say I, I now, and I started off saying this when you, when you mentioned it, looking at it from the point of view of like, like I'm going to compare all his later movies to this movie. Yeah. They don't hold a candle. Yeah, man. I don't know. That's that. I, I think, I think he's, a, I think he was a good writer that ended up saying, I don't give a fuck. I'm just going to write whatever the fuck I want. And not saying he didn't put in the work, which is the heart and soul. He, I'm sure he did. He was old and tired, but he showed up every fucking day. So Romero, RIP, brilliant, cultural shifting son of a bitch. Yeah, I, I don't want to come across beating him up because I know this is one of those topics and he's one of those guys where he's got just a cult following. And I know there's people that are like, fuck this guy. I'm never listening to your show again when you have him that, on. That, and, that and fucking I, dead horse you were beating in Diary, it's a zombie now and you're still fucking just wailing away. But I just want to say, he's still one of my all-time favorite directors. I love all of his movies and I rag on some of them, but I mean, I think uh diary was my lowest rated in the series and I still gave it a six, six and a half. I can't remember what it was, you know, but I, I don't know. I think when we get into the, the, the midnight ritual with this movie, it'll make a little bit more sense at least where I'm coming from. So I love yeah. that. He said midnight ritual. Yeah, me too. That was awesome. Boss tuna is a big fucking zombie fan, bigger than me bigger than Rickles over there and he knows his shit. I'm just fucking, you know, we're just, we're just having a good old debate. And but it's all I, based anyways. And I know you love subjective. I know you love Romero. So it, it, it's all good. Cause he loves Romero. Like you love feet. Mm, I'm not mm. Tarantino, but I, <laughs> but, but I don't, but I don't hate feet either. I've, right. I've sucked a toe or two in my day. Uh, who has it? Who has it? I yeah. don't know. What? Really? Oh, well, fuck no, dude. Goddamn sweaty ass shoes and shit. Fuck that. Not even straight out of like the shower or the I'm tub saying, or, it's like, after like it's clean, a- like when it's clean. Yeah, it's after a bath or something, dude. You don't suck a toe that I mean, unless you hey, if you yeah, have, I mean, hey, I mean, maybe underneath the nails and all that, like no. Oof. Don't say don't say that. That sound that makes it sound gross. <laughs> <laughs> Now we're going to begin tonight's Midnight Ritual. If you have not ever listened to the nightclub before and you don't know what a Midnight Ritual is, brother, I want to do, uh-huh. the, I want to do the wrestling thing now. You have not listened to the show before. <laughs> I can't do it. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I can't do it. I won't be able to do it. I'm going to do it Dusty Rhodes style. Yeah! We're going to start tonight's Midnight Ritual. 
And if you haven't heard tonight's midnight ritual, I can't do it. I can't do it either. Some of this is gonna have to get all fucking chopped up. Um, <laughs> I think you gotta leave part of it in of you just. I'm leaving, it. I'm leaving it all in now. <laughs> <laughs> a midnight ritual is where we like to cut loose, have a good fucking time, and party! Bum, bum, bum. It's party time! time. If yeah. you haven't seen 1985's Return of the Living Dead, cry off the podcast now. Oh, you bastards. Why are you torturing me like this? Why? <laughs> Shut up. The Return of the Living Dead is a 1985 American comedy horror film written and directed by Dan O'Bannon, starring Clue Gallagher, James Karen, Tom Matthews, and Don Kalfa. Ricky, where do we know the name Dan O'Bannon from? Wrote Alien. What else did he write? Um, Life Force. That Mr. Dan O'Bannon, because he was born He directed in, uh, um, The Resurrection 2, I think, or something like that. I haven't seen that one, but it's supposed to be a really cool, like, Lovecraftian oh, type shit. movie. Yeah. He was brought in as the director. Um, originally, Toby Hooper was going to direct this movie. Which uh, I guess I should say, um, John Russo, the the co-writer of the original The Night of the Living Dead, uh, he he got uh, I, what would it be, uh, Boss Tuna? Like he got the rights or won the right? They didn't have a battle over it, right? Romero was just like, no, they they just had different ideas where the sequel would go. So that's, I mean, yeah, I don't think they left on bad terms or anything like that. Yeah, Russo basically had the right to use um, Living Dead. Romero was like, you could you could just say Living Dead and I'll do Of the Dead. Nope. So this is the John Russo's first endeavor right here. It says written by um, Dan O'Bannon, but didn't John Russo? It was Russo written write by it? someone else too. Um, oh, who was it? It's, it's mainly written by uh, Russo and Rudy, Rudy Ricci, I think. Yeah, I didn't even see that um dan o'bannon did say though like he's like this was his directorial debut and he's like he only directed three movies as the resurrected some other one that was first and this one well this this one was first Uh, i think he did something else before that uh did he like a no name or something yeah yeah i just looked it up oh yeah that's what what okay so uh bloodbath it was a seven-minute short in 1969. Seven-minute yeah, like, short? Well, that don't count as a feature film. This is his... No, uh, this is his first feature, yeah. yeah he's okay. he mainly known for his writing. I, basically, it's the Alien series. Um, oh, what was uh, the Alien series? Oh, Total Recall. Total Re- yeah, that's what I was trying yep. to think of. Yep. Damn, he wrote Total Recall? Yeah. Screamers. I don't know. I, 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 don't know. I love... Oh, you, you probably have. You just don't know it. Well... Uh, on his directorial feature film debut, 
he, Dan O'Bannon said, I spent 37 years of my life not being alive. Now I'm fulfilled. Whoa. So that's how good he felt about that's this. That's amazing. Movie. That makes dude. me so happy. Yeah. Right? And I bet, dude, I, I bet this movie was so much fucking fun to make. Oh, I, can't, I mean, it's just how fucking fun is it to watch? Just I bet they had a blast. Oh, except yeah, except for Linnea Quigley when she had to not use the bathroom for 12 hours at a time because of the prosto pussy. <laughs> Damn, that sounds yeah. terrible. <laughs> That's just terrible, I tell you. <laughs> As I mentioned, Clue Gallagher's in this film and he plays Bert and Don Kalfa plays Ernie. So Bert and fucking Ernie are in this movie. Right. I thought it was Gulliger. <clears throat> I thought his name was Clue Gulliger. Maybe it is. Am I saying it wrong? I could. I don't, I don't know. I think it is Gulliger. I, I think it's okay. Gulliger because I remember right. hearing his name and thinking, "Wow, that's an amazingly made-up sounding name." <laughs> <laughs> Clue and, Gulliger. And loving it. Yeah. What's your name? Clue Gulliger. Dude, Gulliger and Kalfa. That that sounds like some kind of crazy company. Like, yeah, like, yeah. like a law they, firm. They sound like some CD fucking, yeah, some CD lawyers. Oh, God. They're mo- they represent the, the goddamn mob. All right. Uh, yeah. James Karen as Frank. Love Frank. Yep. Tom Matthews as Freddie. Love Freddie. Yep. Beverly Randolph as Tina. Miguel A. Nunez Jr. as Spider. Love which Spider. He's Every, the, people, people should recognize him. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Uh, He's from Yeah, I won't even go into it. There it is. Enchiladas. He was he was great. Enchiladas. He was fucking great in Leprechaun Four, the one in space too, as a space marine. I need to watch it again. (laughs) You got John Philbin as Chuck, Jewel Shepard as Casey, Brian Peck as Scuzz, Mark Venturini, I guess as Suicide. Suicide. Yeah. Bless you. <laughs> well, bless you again. No, no, here we go. It's about well, to happen. If you do it three times, that means... It means I got a big old dick. Oh. Uh-oh, I don't think I'm sneezing again. No! <laughs> it's so tiny. <laughs> oh, it's so smooth. <laughs> oh, shit! I'm leaving so, all this in now. so smooth. So smooth. <laughs> Jonathan Terry is Colonel Glover. <laughs> Colonel doesn't have an R in it. I'm mad. Um, it can, never can, does. Can we can we talk about this? I agree. As, I, as I don't a, like it either. As a culture, British. as a society. British. Oh, so R's don't exist in Britain? Britain. Guess not. Britain. Gummy drinking, fog breeding bastards. <laughs> Come they invented the it. language, so you got to ask them. All the British are going to fucking hate us, and we have people that downloaded over there. <laughs> That's rad. Um, fuck it. Fourth and, of and, July. Fuck the Queen. Yeah, and hey, this is a Fourth of July movie. Yeah, okay. yeah, How yeah. It is. is. How about July third? It starts out on or something like that. Yep. Yeah. Ble- bleeds over into uh, you know our independence from you, f- fucking. Hey, they're the ones that actually kicked drinkers. us out of Canada. For real, like they yeah. kicked us out of Canada. Because they were like those French bastards that are hanging out with the Indians. Yeah, fuck them. That's why they made us come live in Swamp Hill over here. <laughs> Swamp Hill. Okay. Too good for you two. Probably. Uh, uh, yeah. You know what? 
No, I was gonna say I love it. I don't. Probably the star of this movie, and and no one, no one's gonna you know debate me on this one is Linnea Quigley as trash. She's definitely <laughs> well, the she's best. in like not even half the movie. No, but right. she's the star of the movie though. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yes. I want to. I won't disagree with that. No one can. It's impossible. Trash is taking off her clothes again. Yeah, bud. <laughs> Get a light on her. Trash is taking off her clothes again. <laughs> so I want to I want to do something a little a little bit uh well we've done it a few times on the nightclub but this is a mainstay on the Joe Blow horror show. We're going to discuss ratings and budgets. Have, have either of you looked up the ratings from Rotten Tomatoes and IMDb? I have not. I know the IMDb but not the Rotten Tomatoes. All right. Boss Tuna, what do you think Return of the Living Dead got on IMDb? So I did go on IMDb for some research, but I didn't necessarily look at that. So if I get it spot on, it might be like subconsciously, but I'm going to say eight, five, seven point three. Okay. Weak. Both need to be higher. But agreed. Both yeah. you guys. What do you think this movie got on Rotten Tomatoes critic about, score? About three feet. <laughs> <laughs> three feet. I'm, I'm going to go 85%. You're sticking with three feet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'm sticking it, with that. It got this. I no this. Idea. I love this though. I loved it. Ninety-one yeah. percent. Wow. That's fucking high, man. For Hell a horror yeah. comedy of this. So it it's is. like for that's draft balls high for 1985. Fuck yeah, I love it. Love it. It's like it's like why wasn't why wasn't Street Trash higher? You fucking bitches. Because uh, of the peen they showed in the beginning, they were like, "That's <laughs> that's not classy." It's that's not Kentucky eggnog classy. I'll tell you what, or, or whatever. <laughs> it might as well be Kentucky eggnog. Fuck it, Pennsylvania eggnog. <laughs> that's that Penn State nog. That's that like like fifteen dollar a bottle eggnog. You know, that's that that's so, that that's that mass produced on the end cap at Walmart eggnog. Yeah, boy, that's that's <laughs> where I got it. <laughs> oh shit. How much do you think, or do y'all know the budget and no. the gross? No. no. What do you think this movie was um, made for? How much? About money? 350. $350 million is his guess. Yeah. God damn. Oh, I, <laughs> God. You'd think I'd be better at this since I do this every episode on my own show. Um, I am going to say $7 million. $4 million bucks. Damn. That's yeah. fucking rad. What do you think it made in the United States? Ten, I think. I'm About gonna go seven. Ten, ten million. Seven million. I'm going seven. I'm oh, it was rated R. It was rated R. Well, yeah, I'm, I'll stick with ten. I'm pissed off that Ricky didn't say three fifty. <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> <laughs> it made fourteen point two million dollars. Oh shit! Oh shit! I don't know what what other people think, but I mean, to me, that's a modest success. That is that's very high for a rated R horror movie. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> shout out. <laughs> shout out to the people that make the music in this film, Matt Clifford and Francis Haynes. Don't know what else they've made, but but I've had was, that song stuck in my head all day. This was great. And they yeah, and they do have a cool soundtrack as well. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. I love this. I love it. Well, listeners will hear that in the underbelly of the audio. Fuck yeah. Let, let them hear it right now real quick.
you should actually just Rick roll them. Just like a oh. second of it. Yeah, I'll play. I'll play a little snip. <laughs> um. <laughs> Actually, play a different. I'm gonna play a, a similar sounding-ish '80s song, but it's gonna be from Corky Romano. Fuck oh, yeah! I saw that in the theater. Unfortunately, I I, I, I love that movie. I, I like. I really like um, bad Chris movies. Ka- Chris Kattan. Chris Kattan. Yeah, I, I, I I'm, a, I'm a fan. I just for, for me for some reason I'm just like yeah that dude's cool. I don't know. So this film, as we said, opens on July 3rd. It's uh, Freddy's first day at the You Need a Medical Supply. I love how it goes straight from those captions about all the names being real people and places. Straight to the sign, You Need a Medical Supply. (laughs) (laughs) When you pointed it out, I was like, yeah, I didn't pay attention to that either. The opening thing is like, you would expect... (laughs) It's you know all of this is uh, no no real no one... people real locations or whatever yeah fucking John Russo Dan O'Bannon who was the other writer uh, Rudy Ricci I think yeah whoever whoever had that little clever idea Ricky pointed that out to me and I I I, I was the same way I was like like I, I just noticed really... it on this last watch yeah like, really like oh shit I see what you did there that's really great. And I've noticed the sign before, and I noticed the caption before, but I just never because they go they go directly next to each other, and I'm making scissoring motions with my hands <laughs> to convey that to you I guys. Don't know how we do it unless we just scissored or something? Well, oh, scissor, scissor me timbers. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so you're at the you need a medical supply. For it, yeah, it's Freddie's first day on the job. <laughs> Frank is in there like the movie starts off to me very for what it's going to become very serious in tone and there's jokes definitely in here and you, you this is where you start to love Freddie and Frank man like yeah. right away right away they yeah the boss is there right yeah yeah Bert's he's there for a little bit and then he's he leaves. leaving yeah. yeah he's like and Bert's like, like whatever happens don't name it after me yeah buddy boy <laughs> <laughs> then he tell then he tells uh, Frank, you know, I'll, oh yeah, I'll see you at the at the barbecue. Yeah, and he's like, I'll be there with bells on. And I was like, What's going on with you two? Right. Not that I'm not that I'm grossed out by it. I'm just I'm just curious. So in 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 in, in a weird way, I'm kind of like attracted to birds. Oh shit. And, okay. Uh, Frank. Just, That's red. Yeah. Just a dead man sausage flopping around. Zombie sausage. I uh. like. <laughs> I like I like I like old men that that are scared and also brave, but not but not being the same person. So I always need the Eiffel Tower of old men. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's where this episode's going. No, because that this movie is that zany. It just doesn't even matter, or that's what it becomes. But at first, this shit this shit is pretty serious. Uh, Frank's Frank's kind of giving Freddy a tour. You see a fucking cool cut in half dog that's preserved 
and you see the the skeletons that they ship out. He's got right. like a whole system for labeling them. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because um, that that was actually a true line about the getting the best skeletons from India. Yeah, <laughs> like were they? Yeah, I was watching the commentary, and they're like, "That's actually a real thing." Like most skeletons come from India. It's where he, where I bought mine from. He's saying. I like how he got conspiratorial too, because he's like, let me ask you something. How many people you know with perfect teeth? (laughs) No, 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 no. Don't, don't, don't muddy the line. He says, how many people you know die with the perfect set of choppers in their puss? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I love it. I'm like, excuse me? (laughs) But I also love how this movie dumps information in throughout the film. And it's, again, zany tone, but, man, does it deliver on some really creepy scenes still to this day that are pretty, pretty fucking effective. Right. Yeah. And dark. The, the, The first, when I was conjuring up my controversial thought that I was going to present with you was this opening scene and just how good the writing and dialogue and character interaction was between Frank and Freddie. And like you said that, yeah, I mean, they're doing a good job making them likable and, you know, they're having fun with it. And like, Oh, I take this here, throw them in there. Yeah. Put a bunch of that popcorn in there. Oh, All right, you're doing, a, you're doing a good job. You're doing a real well, good job well, there. Thanks. <laughs> pay for anyways, don't be shy. Yeah. 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 Don't skimp. <laughs> I, I I I agree, man. This this is this is top quality performance and writing. Agreed, hundred percent. And the it it ends with them going into the fresh cadaver ice chest room, right. and there's one corpse hanging in there. And the camera just the the shots, the cinematography in this film was done by Jules Brenner. Fantastic, fan fucking tastic. It's phantasmical. Yeah. And that's again where this movie has these effective moments because Freddy's really creeped out, and Frank's and I like, love the way he just never takes his eyes off it. Yeah, dude, Frank's like, look, look, <laughs> look alive. alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. there's there's a lot of foreboding lines uh, yeah, woven throughout bro. this film, and so you get then the infamous retelling of Night of the Living Dead, but it's the true story. Because right. Freddie asked Frank, what's the craziest shit you've ever seen here? And Frank, this is when the acting goes to, it was already a 10 in a certain way, but this right. is when both of their acting goes to a fucking 11, but not so bad it's good. So right. amazing, it's great. It's a 12 out of 10, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I find I find um, Frank is like, like you could tell he's having fun, but like he's very subdued when he's telling the story too. It, the movie shifts into Creepville, man. Like yeah. right here, I still got creeped out because it's like it's like Freddy's being told that the government was. So the original story for Night of the Living Dead, apparently in this reality of Return of the Living Dead, it, 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 it's a film, but it's based on true events where. A chemical called two four five or two five four trioxin. Trioxin, yep. Yeah, it, it it got loose and started fucking people up. So the government took these bodies, stored them in these canisters like preserves, so you just like pickled zombies, and shipped them to well, shipped them to you need a medical by accident. <laughs> they've, been, they've been harboring these pickled zombies for fucking fourteen like 20, years. Yeah, yeah fourteen years. So 
Frank is building all this up like we've got them right here. And Freddy is just like, what the fuck? Awesome jump scare. When the yeah, phone the phone rings. Ring, that that's very effective. I, love I think it. it's made more effective by the fact that Freddy, who is the audience, freaks, out freaks the fuck out. out. Yes, and knocks shit all over the place and stuff. Yeah, Boss Tuna, great fucking. It's all great, man. It's all great right there. Yeah. And and then and then Frank kind of after he answers the phone, it's his wife on the phone. By the way, and he's oh, like, yeah. keep, the, keep the pot roast warm. Kiss kiss. Uh, <laughs> kiss kiss. <laughs> It's all so good. Oh shit, we're gonna spend an hour on the opening of the movie. Um, I'm sorry. Okay, so Frank's like, you want to go see? You want to? You want to see him? Fred is yeah. like, oh yeah, I do. I just That's- Frank has played so well because he's like, you could tell like he's that type of person that he's got this probably like entry level job, but he's so proud of it. He gets this new guy. That's working with them. And he's like, Hey, check this out. Hey, check this out. Hey, do this. Right, right. He's just so excited and excitable. And yeah, I, I love it. It works so well. And his excitability, his excitability, if I could speak right, damn you voodoo ranger. It gets, it gets hold ramped on. up when he gets scared. Hold, hold on a second. Leia. Leia. She was having a bad dream. She was all like, woo, 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 woo. If the zombie of Carrie Fisher walks up behind you, I'm gonna freak out. No, it's okay, Carrie. You can go back. You can go back in in the dungeon, and and down into the the dungeon we go because Frank's like, there they are, right there. They go down into the basement, and Freddy's beholding, or or is beholden too? No, behold. <laughs> are we making oh, more shit. words up? I what? guess so. It's the ni- nightclub. Um, <laughs> Freddy is witnessing. Fuck, he's not witnessing shit. He's staring at canisters of zombies. Yeah. This is this is great. This is great. And we, we talked about it in on Undead Krusties, but it's still the fucking best. Ricky. He fucking <laughs> opens the lid. He sees the corpse. <clears throat> hold, my hold on, guy, hold on, my hold guy on. sprays Windex yeah, on the viewing yes, glass yes. and then grabs the whole roll <laughs> of paper towel and uses the whole roll to clean yeah. it like some kind of fucking animal. He's an animal. And and then Freddy's like, well, what if it leaks? And he's like, leaks? You know, he's like, this <laughs> was... the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. Yeah, and <laughs> slaps it. Oh, shit. Look at that. You say that thing was alive? So they say. Oh, God. Hey, these things don't leak, do they? Leak? Hell no. These things were made by the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The timing of this scene, the tone, the, the comedic shift, tone is is to- the comedic timing so is perfect. A hundred fucking percent perfect right here. Yep. The, the canister bursts, the gas sprays out in their faces, they start coughing, the music kicks in, and, and we're it, introduced. It's, it's comedic, it's perfect comedic timing, but it also, like, like it, it get, it's like you said, it's serious at first, but it, it also gets darker from here, too. Oh, because like you it, said, it, the, music, the music kicks in, and you see the gas, like, it's like the, the visual narration of what's happening with the gas where it's going what's it's just perfect i love it 
during the credit sequence, this is an amazing credit sequence. It's one of my is, favorite intros ever. <laughs> hands down, it's one of the yeah, best. It's it's amazing. The the chemical gas is, is spreading throughout the entire medical facility and it's waking up the dead. Yeah. The shot that's like eye level from the one end of the cadaver room just slowly going straight towards it when it starts, you know, boogieing is the fucking best. And there's so, so creepy that you might not notice on the first watch, you know, with the butterflies on the board moving. Yeah. Know, like everything is 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 back alive, you know. And and one thing that I noticed this time was that every time the butterflies are on screen, there's like a little sound effect that they put in with it that I'd never caught before. Oh, I didn't catch it at all. So Yeah, it's just like a little sound time. effect. Like just when it's like even as soon as the camera pans after the second time it shows it, as soon as they're off off frame, it's it stops. There's so much in this movie that that does show real craftsmanship on every level. Man, they they that I, I see why Dan O'Bannon felt so fulfilled. He Absolutely. One and and this movie is famous for creating so like how Romero reshaped what the zombie was for culture. This movie adds a very popular piece to the lore where zombies not only do they eat flesh but they want brains brains yeah so yeah it was there was no such thing as as zombies and brains before this movie this this was the movie that really hit home the zombies and brains thing isn't it interesting that the two men who wrote the original and and went on they've carved what we know of zombies they both did man they they they're the the guys they're the yep. ones. It's it's pretty cool did, that they both. I didn't had know this was too. like the first brains incident. That's right. Yep. I don't one. quote me on it, but I I I I bet money on this is no the, this this the is it. This that, is the one. Yeah, this is the movie that really. If it wasn't the first, it definitely was the one. It's definitely the one that made it a thing, popularizing it. Yep. Yeah. The movie then cuts to our our fucking gang of little rebel kids, um, <laughs> little little poser punks and new wave kids, and just it's amazing. God, it's the be- the most cartoonish human beings in existence, and I love every one of them. <laughs> but you have to, I mean, growing up in a small town, this is what I thought. Like you know, the, the oh, Mamu, Mamu was like this. Yeah. It was. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, Ricky was a scene kid. I was a, I guess I was a nerd. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what I, I would don't have been know. I don't know. Considered, um, we had uh, one of our. Good I was, I was, friends. I was punk first, but then that changed well, with the times. I guess. I'm just saying. Now you're, you're punk as fuck now, and and metal. But, always, um, I was born punk as fuck, bro. Like <laughs> one I of our came good out friends, of my mom punk. He came out with a mohawk. Yeah, it was, all, it was all slick. Uh, <laughs> and a handlebar mustache. Yeah. And, Fucking lame. That guy's leg for a guitar. Oh shit! Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. Yeah, bud. <laughs> oh god.
but one of our good friends was a jock. Um, we had a hodgepodge of, 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 of a group, I'd say. But yeah, you got Tina, who is the girlfriend of Freddie, Spider, Trash, Chuck, Casey, and Scuzz. Who, which one's carrying the fucking uh, boombox? Scuzz. Mr. Say Anything fucking uh, John Cusack over there. <laughs> he's got the tunes, man. They're he's walking got, along. He's got, the, he's got the switchblade, too. Oh, every 80s movie has a switchblade. Yeah, he's the switchblade guy, which makes me yeah. happy. They're walking along, just fucking jamming out and talking. And they have a, a great exchange right here where one of them's like, do you like death and sex? Yeah, I like so fuck sex off and, and die. That 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 line is great. They're talking about Freddie getting a job and how he's an asshole for getting a job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're all like, he's a poser. Fuck him. You know, Tina, I gotta go get Freddie in a little bit. Yeah, Tina's all freaking out, man. They want to go fucking pick Freddie up, so they call suicide. This guy. <sighs> this fucking animal. <laughs> he's got a piercing that goes from his earlobe to his nose, correct? Yeah. yeah oh, his lip, his... I think. Oh, well, fuck. Is it I don't his know. Lip or his nose? Now you got he's, got, he's got some kind of shit on his face. <laughs> yeah. But it's like a thick chain. He's and got he a red It's not like a little thing, chain that holds your wallet, and this is links, like chain links. They only call him when they want to ride. <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's a spooky motherfucker. Yeah, yeah. He's got the most Ricky from Trailer Park Boys car of all time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's rad, though. I like it. It's got a ripped up fucking, uh, what do you call yeah, that shit? Like, like that rag top type shit. I don't know what they call it. Soft, soft top or whatever? Soft top, yeah, something. I don't know. It's all dented and banged up and it's got spray paint graffiti. This this whole fucking town is like the tall man came through it. It's like <laughs> goddamn graffiti fucking everywhere, dude. <laughs> it's like, why? Hey, <laughs> Ricky's not. <laughs> why do they graffiti all the time? God damn. <laughs> Who's doing it? I know. It must be like, them. It must be them. It's the Jawa. It's the Jawas fucking. Yeah. God damn. Jedediah, Jebediah, Morningside. I still can't remember his name. He done came through here. Um, they're, they're he, just go... thought, he decided these people weren't worth keeping. <laughs> right? <laughs> Fuck these boys. Yeah. Um, they only call suicide when they need a ride, and he knows this. He's so mad about it. They're, oh, they're... Yeah, he tries what? to fight while he's supposed Dude, to be driving. Why does he do that? He's crazy, bro. No, but I didn't catch what Spider said that made he him. He called fuck. him a spooky motherfucker. Oh, he was like, was. he was like, why, why you guys only call me when you need a ride? And Spider's like, because you a spooky motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to go fucking pick up Freddy, right? So Freddy and Frank, they passed out from that fucking trioxin. Right. And now they're coming to. I love how we have dire... the best coughing ever from Frank. There's a lot of coughing here. Uh, soon to be rising out of coffins here. I'm, oh. <laughs> I'm getting my poltergeist Whoa. on. Whoa. Uh, <laughs> he needs to do a turn on living dead rap, dude. Yeah. I'll, I'll be your John Russo. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they, they, I love how dire the situation really is, and we as the audience know it based on the title sequence. But they're just like, oh, there's gas everywhere. I'm going to spray some deodorant. All right, um, all right. <laughs> lights on. I, I'm going to try not to fucking hit on every every note because um, we're going to be here all So they start hearing some yelping sounds, and he's like, what's that? You yeah. hear that? 
and they see one of the split dogs and it's it's really cute and awesome and then he turns it over <laughs> and when he sees that it's hands all slimy and it's still alive i love his first like his initial reaction <laughs> is kill it and he grabs a crutch the, the fuck out of it and the poor dog's just like <laughs> yeah man i feel so bad for it <laughs> i i i agree Oh, again, a hundred percent. I'm gonna say so much tonight. That is the best that he. The first thing he thinks is, we gotta kill it. And Freddie's like, oh yeah. <laughs> and he does that again in a minute when the fucking uh, cadaver in that in the in the ice box. Dude, is alive. he doesn't want to fuck up the cadaver. He doesn't want to kill it. No, he's like, because... oh Jesus, oh God, I can't do this. No, what but no, but no, but that's that's later. That's later. But it, but at first. Uh, they're looking at it and they're like, "Whoa, what are we gonna do?" And 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 Frank's like, uh, "We're gonna lock it in." Fred is like, "Yeah, yeah." <laughs> they 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 get so frantic together and work each other up they're so, so much. good. They're great. Oh, oh God, man, they're, they're one of the best together. duos of all time. So there you go. Uh, the cadaver that starts screaming and beating on the door, they decide to lock his ass in, and then they decide to. Call the boss. They call Bert. And when they do, they go to the office and there's an amazing hand-drawn eye test on the wall. Yeah. Bert <laughs> is a slave driver or something. Yeah. Yeah. And a cheap-ass motherfucker or some shit. Yeah. Like, what? It, like, I, I couldn't even read the bottom line, but yeah, Teresa I pointed say, it out. I see is, yeah, I said, Bert is a slave driver. That's the last thing I could read. It's like, God, that's small at the bottom of yeah, I paused I, it. Like, Teresa noticed it, and I was like, what? So I rewound it and paused it. I couldn't read I, the bottom two lines. but I didn't yeah. even notice that shit. So, see, there there you go. Like, uh, the, the sound uh, with the butterflies, this. like, And I've seen this movie. This is probably probably my fifth watch of this movie. There's a lot of detail in this movie. It's, it's fucking awesome. It's probably hard to see that detail when you're watching on a cell phone, though. Yeah, that's probably why he never noticed yeah right. <laughs> especially if you got yourself it. if you got your cell phone up on like the tv stand and you're only three foot nine but Oof. <laughs> i've been reamed so hard i don't have a comeback hi <laughs> hey I do, win, you, I do, win. You have, do, do you have to get on a step ladder to uh decorate the top half of your christmas tree or what he's, he's got to get on a step ladder to reach the top of the toilet to sit down to pee oh shit I don't have to get on a stepladder to fuck your moms. Ooh, wee! And my mom's dead, so you can't joke about her. Oh, I'd fuck her. <laughs> oh my Zo- god! No zombie so mom. Don't no zombie it. mom. <laughs> zombie mom. He won't be good to you. He's an oh. asshole. <laughs> yeah, because he'd fuck someone's dead mom. Right. <laughs> He's totally the worst kind of person. Hey, 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 let's throw Owen Hart in here and have a fucking necro three-way. Oh, man. Yeah. Let Be my dad, in the corner my, my, my dad, too. They can oh. just... <laughs> this is going to get as fucked up as it possibly can tonight. Oh, so they, 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 do, they, do call, they do call Bert, and Bert shows the fuck up, and he's like, you did what? <laughs> yeah, he's oh, so oh, mad. Oh. I love where he's like, what are we going to do? And Bert's like, well, I'm going to get investigated, then I'm going to get <laughs> yeah. sued, 
I don't what about know, a reputation to go to jail? jail? Yeah, he was like, I'll probably go to jail. <laughs> Who's got a reputation? Oh, no, Bird, he's talking about his reputation. I've got a reputation in this town. They would, yeah, because they want to call the cops. And Bert's like, "Fuck that shit. We're right. gonna, we're gonna take care of the problem. We're gonna sh- destroy all the fucking evidence." Right. And that's that's when they decide that. Well, Bert decides we're gonna let this to fucking see if out Ernie's. Oh, that's right. That's right. First, they subdue the cadaver. Yeah, mm-hmm. that that was actually pretty comical. I mean, you got this like fucking lime green cadaver running around, and you could tell it was shot so well because they hacked its head off and it's running around and very unique camera angles done done pretty well. Um, this is where Frank gets full blown fucking crybaby big big bitch Frank, and I love it so yeah, much. Uh, oh he, Jesus, he's, oh, he's just moaning and screaming the whole fucking time. yeah so they they, this is dismemberment bro i fucking love this shit i like the i like the fact that they made this this cadaver like weird green and like very dry on the inside i was gonna say they're they're probably like well what would a pickled zombie look like right right i'm fucking this color and yeah (laughs) it's red it's the best oh just a little fionk (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> oh you kion you i'm saying so, it like i'm saying it like boss tuna kion you you kuyon kuyon why do you say the end um folks who don't come from louisiana <laughs> have a harder time with the pronunciation of our in sounds it's like it's like boudin people say it's boudin. like boudin right they say boudin oh. instead of boudin uh, Prejean instead of Prejean. Yeah, it, it, it's just something that happens. Hey, it's on, not say, a no, no. I want to. I want to see if he could do it though. Say Couillon. Couillon. Yep. There you go. There you go. There you go. It. It's, My, it's hard for me to not say Couillon when you, right. when, you, when you got a big wiener. It makes your ends really. <laughs> well, that's well, that's why Cajuns have such an easy time with it. <sighs> <laughs> that's also why the british kicked us out of canada because of our t- awesome you don't want tiny wieners. small wieners infecting our bloodlines <laughs> we don't want we we don't want their their small wieners infecting our bloodlines we already have bad teeth <laughs> i just spit my beer everywhere and oh a propensity God. for breeding in the fog <laughs> <laughs> Dude, it wasn't it wasn't pirate zombies with all the mold and mildew. <laughs> it was fu- <laughs> it, it was fucking British people that invaded in the fog. <laughs> oh no! Yeah, dude. Oh fuck it! <laughs> God damn! They they subdue the cadaver. They 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 cut it up into pieces. And yeah, that's when Frank's like, I've got an idea. Ernie, the fucking buddy of his that he's known for twenty five years. Did you guys catch the fucking German undertones or maybe overtones with Ernie? Ernst Kleinfurter, and then he's listening yeah. to the German march music and shit. He's got a fucking nine he's on got a, Nazi. He's got a he's got a P thirty eight. Walter is that, that is Walter. Yeah, it's P38. a Walter P thirty eight. I know shit. because I looked it up. I knew I knew I could tell it was German by looking at it because it looks I, like those fucking Nazi guns. You know, I'm, one of the I'm Nazi officer guns. Very... I'm ignorant when it comes to to uh, guns, so I just use like street terms like fucking my nine, my gat. 
Um, Nazi, right excuse me, actually, sir, Nazis didn't use nine millimeters. Okay. Mm-hmm. The kids all show up outside of you need a medical supply and decide, yeah. fuck waiting for two hours in the, in suicide's car. Let's go to Resurrection Cemetery and uh, hang out for a while. Again, more but Trash loves it. She's like, oh, let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> her I gotta say, there. I love her horrible lines. They're so perfect. She they, does they, have some bad lines, but I think that it's written well for her character. Exactly. Because she's supposed to be, like, super cringy and, like, they even treat her like that because, like, She's, well, she's like, the, she's the like, I like death, death and, and they yeah, like, she, they like, kind of ignore it and just talk about whatever. Because she's, like, she's <laughs> their goth friend that's obsessed with death and just like a, she's the emo of the '80s. I mean, everyone knows, you know, what the fuck yeah. that was all about. In darkness, you will find me. I dance among the dead, but very soon I'll need to hunt the set of blood instead, rising from your earth bed. partying and and of course trash is sitting there being like do you ever think of dying or all the ways you could die and did you ever like, have you ever thought of all the ways that you can foreshadow in like the most obvious <laughs> ways possible <laughs> and Spot, spider's <laughs> like a bunch of old men she lays it Spider's out. Like, I, I guess I try not to think about dying. Okay. Suicide gets all horny thinking about death, so she starts fucking stripping. And you get the goddamn best dance scene since Night of the Demons right here. Okay? Yeah. I'll tell you or, what. If this predates I, that, actually. I yeah, feel sorry is. for... I mean, this is... We grew up, and this is... Like, this is the VHS that you knew exactly how many minutes and seconds it was in. I mean... God, kids oh. these days, they, they, they've got everything on their cell phone and they, you know, I mean, this is where we saw boobs. This, these are like the first set of, you know Dude. how many people that was the first set of boobs they ever saw. And you get these kids who are like, Oh God, dad, there's something going on in my pants. When, when I, when I was a wee lad, my dad oh. was watching this and he, he wasn't even like into horror. So I, I know he was just kind of like, Oh shit, look at this. <laughs> and, and my mom came in the room and she's like kenneth what are you watching and he like he like looks and he's like oh it's return of the living dead and she's like i don't really want to know she's just like your son's here <laughs> <laughs> i think she made him I- change the channel and i like that like that scene like i that's i just always remembered that yeah it was it was great rediscovering this movie later on so they 
Frank, Frank and uh, Freddie. Oh, and Spider has the best reaction shot of all time, where he's just kind of like, yeah, and he's like doing his head side to side. <laughs> I he's can't look at that without audibly laughing. It's the best. <laughs> he's, he's doing that Chris Kattan, Night of the Roxbury shit. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I love that movie, man. It's so funny. That, that is a good movie. I'll give you that. That's a great movie. Thanks to, oh, Will, I like. thanks to Will Ferrell. Why you, wait, why do you hate Chris Kattan? <sighs> I like really? him because there's a rad board game named after him. Chris what? Kattan? Board game? Well, Settlers of Kattan. Oh, I thought um, there's a board game called, like, I'm not funny and I got carried through SNL because of Will Ferrell or something. <laughs> that's Damn. that's the expansion set for the board game. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're right. I need that. I'm not... I mean, I don't love him so much that I'm like, damn, I don't get why you don't get it. But uh, I, I'm amazed at the hate. Just amazed at the hate. That's all I got to say. Hateful man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so Bert, Ernie, and... Um, hey, Bert. God damn it. They go meet Ernie. God damn it. We're, this is this is this is going off the rails. It's off the rails. It's up to um, you, bud. I'm fucked. <laughs> oh, I'm fucked, too. Hi guys. It's all up to you, Boss Tuna. You're fucked. I'm probably, I'm probably responsible for going off the rails. You gotta need to take that stick and shove it up your ass. <laughs> oh shit. They go to the crematorium and I love We're how professionals, I love how, guys. Yeah. I know dude, audience. I want I wanna say Dan Chase called us professionals. Ooh, that, that made me that, laugh. That God made that made me feel like really nice, and also like I'm glad people have such a good time when they when they when they go on the show, <laughs> on Joe Blow and and people have enjoyed nightclub so much they keep coming back and now they're arguing over being the fucking favorite guest. So fuck yes, elbow drops and fucking chair smashes, crashing through tables and fucking thumbtacks and fireworks and barbed wire. Undertaker, and the Undertaker. Undertaker. Yeah. off the fucking hell in the cell through the announcer's table. Fucking Mick Foley coming out there being crazy. The best. We're not the even best. talking about uh, Return of the Living Dead anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, Bert and Ernie. So they go across Sesame Street to the, mor- to the mortuary. <laughs> And uh, oh, mm. <laughs> oh, it's a crematorium. Oh, fuck. I've never been this. I've never been this bad off. Okay, we gotta reel it in. Reel it in. I'm so sorry. Uh... They've got they, they're gonna burn up this fucking cut up cadaver. And, and Ernie's like, Well, you're gonna owe me a big one. And he keeps saying it over and over again. This is where oh, the yeah. movie really kicks into gear because they burn this corpse and the the smoke rising from the, Isn't it just, just a bag of a bunch of bags of rabid weasels? It's yeah, supposed it's to be a bag of weasels. <laughs> and he's like, Caref- careful, Ernie, don't get bit. This scene's great because all of the, the, the fucking plumes of, of the infected cadaver go up into the night sky stormy clouds roll in and it immediately starts raining and we pan back down the camera's following all of this again this is this is awesome uh how you said earlier boss tuna like a visual narrative yes that is exactly what i said 
It's oh, an awesome visual narrative. It's so fucking cinematic. My bad. Rickles. <laughs> Rickles is, is the eloquent one. Two yeah, I'm you... super eloquent with my nat- nat- natter days and my fucking you get an F. Pennsylvania nope. eggnog. eggnog, <laughs> <laughs> but nice try. We pan down through the soil as the water drips in, and you can actually see it, and I saw this on my cell phone, spilling through the soil into the <laughs> coffin beneath. And so the cemetery, right next, again, to this medical supply house and crematorium, so there you go, the zombies start rising out of the Mortuary-torium. A mortuatorium. Sanitarium. All these zombies start rising from the grave and they attack the kids. Well, hold on. No, 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 no. The acid rain no, no, comes no, no, down. No, no, no. Yeah. yeah. They it all makes flee. Linnea's, make, makes nightclub. Uh, <laughs> makes oh. Linnea Quigley's naked body makes super Linnea wet. Quigley's look really good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro. Makes her nice and wet. Because she's all burning and shit. And they I all feel get bad in, for her. They all get in Suicide's car and the rain's just pouring in because the shit's all fucked up. Yeah. He's, they're like, roll up the windows. I got none. I smashed them. <laughs> that's 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 the that's the Ricky from Trailer Port Boys. Punk as fuck. Um, also yeah. Ricky as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Can, so after, they, after they the burn the bodies, the gas goes, everything's coming up. The They call the ambulance there with Frank and Freddie and they go back, they do the tests on Frank and Freddie and they're like, Oh my God, what's your temperature? 70 minus 71. What's that mean? They're freaking out. Right. Right. <laughs> then they go outside. To There's no pulse, no blood pressure. And that's when you get some pretty awesome kills. And then this is, you get those iconic lines and more cops and more. Right, right. This is the part of the movie that's hopeless as fuck because every time someone shows up, a horde of zombies just emerges from the shadows, and and they're it, so good at 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 uh, ambushing them. The zombies in this movie, this is like Romero type shit right here. Yeah. They're they're intelligent and they speak very well. They're articulate and they're and they're yeah, more intelligent zombies. Straight How up, about they after, know exactly when the cop shows up. The, the first cops that go there, they get eaten, and then they send more cops. And you get the zombie caught out there with this like flare wing, yeah. and, and there's like three cop cars, and they just go, Rawr! "Oh, that!" <laughs> I love that. I fucking Hell love yeah. it. That's There's that's great. Cops. This is where I'm going to start to say that Return of the Living Dead is kind of cosmic, cosmic esque, because of the the characters inside, trapped inside, realizing and saying out loud everyone who comes here is going to die right get swallowed up exactly by the void by the flesh eating (laughs) brain eating void yeah at some point in this movie uh tina makes her way into the medical supply house and she encounters the iconic zombie of the film the tar man who's there He burst onto the scene, shambling around, looking epic as fuck, saying he wants her brain, bruh. That, that, that. Brain. Live brains. More brains. When all I love how he up. uses the fucking come along to, uh, yes. break open the, uh, cabinet, too. Tina's hiding in a cabinet, and Tarman's like, um, by the way, <laughs> I got we're, this. <laughs> we're, we're, we're also fucking capable of completely using tools and just well they everything. like ha- they like retain all their former memories mm-hmm. you know it's rad 
suicide gets 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 head bit and he's dead. Um, th- this is this is where it's tough to talk about because it cuts back and forth so many times between yeah. um, you know all the cops and paramedics coming and them trying to get out of the crematorium and the shit that's going down at the Unita something and then it's cutting back to the fucking to the uh, the 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 colonel and the military is now becoming aware of it. Right, right. There's so many different storylines coming together. It's it's kind of tough to. Welcome to the nightclub where we are the ones who ate lamb chops for lunch. <laughs> yeah, like, for lunch. This like, fucking guy just says had him for lunch. Like, the dude, colonel like, have him again, bitch. We skipped over this scene, but it's worth mentioning because I love the guards, and I thought about this for a while after after seeing that scene at the beginning. Um, the colonel drives up to his house, very nice house, and there's a very large gate with two guards posted outside that are standing in position, and when he drives up, they switch positions. Then one guard turns around, unlocks the gate, gate opens, car drives through, gate closes, guards resume position. And I'm sitting there thinking to myself, these motherfuckers get paid to stand there like that all day, like there's some kind of fucking English fucking officer. Right. And I'm like, who is this guy that has to have two guards posted outside his house like this? <laughs> and apparently he's fucking important because there's a subplot going on throughout this whole movie where this colonel who's rude to his doting wife. I mean, goddamn, Just say thank you, dear. Don't mention that you ate them already, you fucking asshole. You tired, right. stressed out. Who the fuck eats lamb chops for lunch anyway? For lunch. I mean, unless God, you're a, goddamn, like, a Kardashian that can afford a $100 Hey, hey he's got two guards posted outside 24-7. And a fancy-ass... colonel. And a fancy-ass... He's a super colonel. He's, and a fancy-ass... He, he's the KFC colonel. That's why he has all that money. <laughs> it takes place in Louisville, Kentucky. He's Colonel Sanders, motherfucker. Uh, he's Colonel Sanders. Sanders on his Oh, I'm joking. He's got a he's got an awesome 1985 supercomputer in his fucking study, where he makes himself a fucking cocktail. And this guy is basically in charge of if we ever find the zombies that we accidentally shipped to a mistake place. I'm going to fucking take care of that mess. All right. So he's that guy and he's stressed out about it. And he lets his fucking wife know. So oh, all that's going to answer that phone every time it calls. Yeah. He's like, you know, I'm on call 24, 365, whatever. But that, that whole subplot's going on throughout the movie where, where this Colonel, yeah, he's, he's becoming more aware because eventually the characters give in to the impending doom of the zombie ever growing zombie horde that's intelligent enough to call upon this fleshy realm for more victims and and the colonel answers the phone fucking late as shit who decides to call him is it, it's bert right bert's like yeah, fuck it bert we're gonna do this him. shit at this point has freddy become a zombie yeah 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 freddy's already they been a zombie him in the chapel they lock him in the chapel yep him and uh frank and Tina, and he. There's a lot, a lot of Tina. There's a lot, a lot of screaming. Freddy is zombified now, and he tries to convince Tina to let me eat your, your brain. I like the way he first says it. He's like brains. <laughs> oh, bro, it. This is the corny, cheesy shit that I love in this he's, movie. Like he's so good though. It's, it's overacting so it at its, it's best. 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 When Scuzz first tells him, like, 
you're gonna you're dead man you're gonna become one of those things the way he starts screaming oh no yeah that <laughs> like was so popping <laughs> some of those scenes oh, Great. it's it's over the top but like it's also like i'm like yeah i'm feeling you bro. i would not want to become a zombie <laughs> there's a style of of, of kabuki acting and acting before a certain time period was not as naturalistic as it is now where you expect good performances to reflect like everyday life back in the day very expressive performances i mean uh, geishas for instance that goes back thousands of years very expressive performances were like the key to engaging an audience i'm saying all this based on a video i watched called in praise uh I think it's called Is Nicolas Cage a Bad Actor or something like that by In Praise of Shadows on YouTube. Go check that shit out because this movie has so much expressive acting that really engages you because yeah. I guess it's just done really well, but it's 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 definitely over the top. Particularly man, from Frank and um, Freddie. I think from everybody. I think they all go crazy in this movie. Not 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 so wild as them, but that was their characters. But I think everyone goes to eleven. Uh, I really do. But yeah, so at this point, the characters give in. They call the army, and the colonel's like, "Oh shit, yeah, there you guys are. Uh huh, uh huh. Yeah, you're in this town. <laughs> I love how he's place. just like taking notes too, asking them questions, like, 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 yeah. And and what were the effects of that? How many you say? Like he's writing shit down, like, and he knows what's about to happen. But he's just—he's just like, yeah, I'm just gonna get whatever information I can from these poor bastards. Then I'm gonna go ahead and call Sergeant Jefferson at the 42nd Mobile Artillery and let him deal with it. Can you relay those targets again, sir? You get the launching of what I assume is a nuclear weapon. Yeah. Before before we hit the bomb portion we'd be remiss not to talk about the zombie that they drug in when they're trying to board the windows up the female zombie that yeah yeah that rat puppet couple couple things with this too that some people might notice is this this zombie based one of the iconic zombies from the first season of walking dead when frank or frank when um rick wakes up and he sees that one chick crawling through the courtyard by the bicycle uh, that's what this zombie was based off of, the one that didn't have any legs. But the important, important part of this, why I'm bringing it up... Isn't that zombie numero uno? Yeah, I think that's one of the first zombie you... Yeah. yeah. And another thing, too, that's interesting is, is we touched on this earlier about the zombies, you know, the brains. This is zombies and brains. This is where it became mainstream. And this is how it explained it. They captured this one zombie and they've got her strapped down onto the, the, the table and they're literally talking to her. Why do you eat people? Not people. Brains. Why? The pain. What about the pain? The pain of being dead. I can feel myself rot. Because of the writing, we learn from Ernie that rigor mortis starts in the brain. And with the rigor mortis, that's that's what brings the pain of being dead. Yep. And so the live brains, having whatever you can assume, is keeping these dead people from feeling this horrible pain. And that's why they're driven mad to get them brains, you know. <laughs> and that's another example of what we mentioned earlier about there's some deeper shit 
Oh, yeah, right. in the writing where right. not only not only does rigor mortis mean that, but the film shows you because Ernie explains it in a in a good scene. Again, yes, there's a lot we 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 fucking damn we glossed over that every scene in this movie is worth talking about for real. Exactly, we we, we can't Ernie, we can't get it all, guys. Sorry. No, not 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 this go round. Ernie shows Bert, hey, rigor mortis starts in the brain and then it spreads to the organs and then down right. through the. So he shows him all these cracking, you know, maneuvers. He, and he says, like, the, it's not all in the books. Embalming is mostly passed down through uh, word of mouth, right? Like that's through oral says. sex. He says, "Yeah, yeah." And I think, I think, <laughs> I think that that's over. you see what that is? That's blood swelling into my pants. <laughs> <laughs> see the blood, the blood, the blood in the back, man. That's oh. yeah, it's red. So, so that turns up again in, later in that scene where it's like he's got rigor mortis. Yeah. Freddie has rigor mortis setting in. Their room temperature, their pupils don't respond to light. Their, no uh, blood pressure. No, no pulse. pulse. Yep. I love I love that you brought that scene up. Sure. I'm glad because I, I almost fucking forgot about it. And it's maybe one of my favorite. It's, it's one of the best scenes of the film. Yeah. Hands it down. definitely is. Thank you, boss. And I, 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 my favorite thing about that is when she gets hungry again after they throw acid on Freddie's face. <laughs> how, how upset, how upset Spider is. And the fucking Ernie slaps the shit out of him twice to calm him down. <laughs> yes. And then the zombie starts screaming, brains, brains, brains. And Spider grabs like the embalming needle and he's like, make her shut up. Make her shut the fuck up. <laughs> oh, there's so, so many good. fucking great moments like that, dude. Yes. This movie's littered with them. It's littered with them. And by the end of it all, the landscape is littered with the fucking ashes of everybody. Because Colonel fucking Sanders drops that KFC <laughs> bomb and blows all of Louisville to fucking smithereenies. <laughs> That was Return of the Living Dead from 1985, directed by the fulfilled Dan O'Bannon, written by the original co-writer of Night, uh, yeah, Night of the Living Dead, John Russo. That movie is fucking amazing. Um, ten out of ten, right? Ten no. out of eleven out of ten. Ooh, it's a schlocky second. Eleven out of ten on the nightclub means it's so bad it's good. Oh, no, oh, I see what you're doing. And I'd say there. 12 out of 10. 12 out of 10, I agree. Damn. So this movie this movie's a 12 out of 10. We're all going to say it for the nightclub, nightclub purposes. Ricky, you agree? 12 out of 10? 12 out of 10? Sure. So this is better than a fucking spinal tap. This is a 12 out of fucking 10. This is a first time on the nightclub. And Return of the Living Dead is the only movie deserving of it to this day. Fuck it. To this day, yes. All right, so have you decided... Are we going to do a ranking of the Romero series? 12 naked, wet Linnea Quigley's. How about, <laughs> how about we do this? When I come on to surpass Ooh. Mr. Derek Thibodeau, I oh. will have it because I'll need to think about this. 
Okay. And then I'll give him some time to think about why he's not number one, brother. <laughs> oh, 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 shit. All right. So that's a tease right there. Next time Boss Tuna comes back, look forward to a Romero of the Dead rank series em. retrospective. Yeah. Or, well, yes, ranking. Ranking. Fuck yeah. Based, based on our summer of Monkey the Shines, number one. Boozer, <laughs> number two. Oh, shit. <laughs> Boss Tuna. Thank you so much. It's no flesh on. eater. Hey. Oh, oh. Dude, after you you told me that was on Tubi, I was like, oh my God. I've watched that twice. It's it's all because of you, bud. I'm just gonna go ahead and dub the the flesh eater king. There you go. Oh fuck, he's got a king title on the show. I'm the Dirt Castle King, you're the Gator King, he's the fucking flesh eater king. Fuck oh yeah. my god. Three kings. Hell yeah. Let's do it. Three kings. Speaking of flesh eater, I wonder if I bet Linnea Quigley still looks pretty good. She yeah. Looks, oh yeah. She I mean, you know, I mean she's she's older, but she, she ain't no know. Barbara Crampton, I'll tell you that right now. No. Oh uh, Barb sorry, Barb still got it. That how about this? I, I I'm being serious here. Cause we talked about it on Joe Blow. What if what if next time Boss Tuna comes on, what if we do a midnight ritual of flesh eater? I would love to do a ritual on Flesh Eater. I, I was thinking about that. Deserves time. like a special episode number fifty or number one hundred. It's what? funny that you guys bring it up because uh, I was making a list of stuff to put in Mama's box, yeah. and uh, that was that was one of the things that I was thinking Uh-oh. about. <laughs> so. If Boss Tuna hears our herald. He'll come on and do that, and we'll probably do a Romero ranking. That's a tease, tease, hard tease. We'll fucking make him do it. He's going to do it. You're going to do it, right? Fuck yeah. Thank you so much, Boss Tuna, for being on. Everyone, go out and uh, go out. (laughs) Go check out the Joe Blow Horror Show. It's on Spotify and Apple, and it's everywhere. Everywhere you get your podcasts, you can find us on. And we're on the socials on Instagram. What is it? Uh, Facebook. You're on Twitter yep. still, right? Yep, sure am. And Slasher app. Boom. <laughs> All these booms are for you, bro. Are you playing Boom. that song? <laughs> He's playing that song. Apologize. <laughs> okay. I've been Hoss Puma, <laughs> Travis Maxaboom. I've been the Dirt Castle King, joined by the Gator King. And I'm asking you to embrace Linnea's Quigley's. <laughs> I am the Fleshlight King. I mean, the Flesh Eater King. <laughs> and I want to thank you boys for having me on. This was great. I love talking about zombies. And I just want all the listeners out there to know I love Love, love, Romero. Hope you guys had fun, and I just want you to to always remember that it's never too late to apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm saying stay tuned after the music and stay fucking spooky. Because it's a, a way of life. <laughs>
1985 American comedy horror film written and directed by Dan O'Bannon starring Clue Gallagher, James Karen, Tom Matthews, and Don Kalfa. Dan O'Bannon. Oh my, Ricky, where do we know that name from? Where's Ricky? Beckles. Okay. Can give us some music while he goes. Ah, 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 ah. From the ground. <laughs> Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> Make a sound. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> too late. Late to apologize. Too late. <laughs> too late to apologize. He, 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 he missed all of it. That's perfect. He missed it. He missed it. He won't even know what's happening until the end of the episode. What? What are you pointing at? I told you, bitches, I was going to have a very classy uh, glass of Pennsylvania eggnog, and there it is. Damn, huh? 